How's your summer been? Oh, summer's been good. Just back from Ireland, actually, home with the family, so couldn't have been better, you know? Awesome, I, awesome. You're, you're just back from vacation Yeah, yourself. I went to northern Wisconsin. Very nice. Did, did a couple of puzzles, read a book, uh, hung out on a couple of beaches. So, oh, yeah, it's good to great. just kind of relax and unwind and unplug. I know. I'm really feeling the benefit of myself as well. Awesome, awesome. Well, I'm excited to have you as part of this conversation. And what this is, is it's, it's our new podcast. So, if, are you ready to go? I sure am. Well, this is Health Calls, the podcast of the Catholic Health Association of the United States. Welcome. I'm your host, Brian Reardon, and we're doing a little bit of a different format this time. We've refreshed our podcast. Uh, as I mentioned, our first guest is, let me introduce you formally, Dermid. It is Dermid Rooney. He is Senior Director of Ministry Formation for CHA. And again, it's so great to see your face in person. Great to be here. And we're going to talk about formation. We're going to get to that in a minute. I do want to mention in studio with us, we have another guest who we're going to get to in a few minutes. That would be Marianne Sladage-Lance. She's the Senior VP of Mission and Formation. She comes to us all the way from Providence St. Joseph Health out west. Marianne, we're going to talk to you in a minute, but great to have you with us as well. Thank you. Wonderful to be here. So, Dermid, we're talking about formation, but I want to kind of set the context. Um I know a little bit about formation from working in Catholic healthcare for now over 18 years, and I think it's an important concept. And again, a lot of our listeners out there are going to be people that are working in Catholic healthcare that may not actually be familiar with the term or the concept. Sure. What is formation? It's a great question. And it's a question I get an awful lot, as you can imagine, um, especially when I introduce myself and my job. Um, I think the easiest thing to say, especially to people in healthcare, is I would describe formation as the heartbeat of Catholic healthcare. And uh, what I mean by that is simply the way in which um, everybody who works in Catholic healthcare is socialized into this amazing tradition that they don't necessarily know that they're uh, a part of when they initially join. But then when they get into, especially when they get into formation, they realize that we're building this incredible ministry that's uh, being bestowed on us by the sisters and brothers, but goes right back to the healing ministry of Jesus. And even for people who are um, not necessarily religious or uh, not necessarily um, of a particular faith disposition, um, oftentimes I find it, it really lifts their spirit, it opens their heart in ways that they hadn't actually imagined before. It makes their jobs much more purposeful and gives them an inspiration that they wouldn't necessarily have had in a previous um, job or a previous organization. So it's different than um, a lot. You join an organization, you go through what's called onboarding, orientation. This is not that. How is that different from, okay, you got a new employee, you're going to go through two weeks of onboarding and orientation sessions? It's a great question. I mean, I think very simply, formation is the way in which a person connects their own personal meaning and values with the organization's purpose and values. This connection... Can, can, as I said earlier, can be very life-giving for the person and the organization and all who are served, which is why I describe it as the heartbeat of Catholic healthcare. And I think the simplest um, clarification is between organizational development and um, leadership formation or ministry formation, because organizational development really looks at the skills, the external mm-hmm. skills that you need to do your job, you know, everything that you would need to be in the role you are as, a, um, as head of communications. And 
what formation does is looks at the interior, not just the exterior of the person. It looks at the interior as well as the exterior. In other words, how am I present to others in doing my job? How do I get to live out my values in this work? How do I get to bring my spirituality to this work? And what does that mean? So it's quite a different emphasis. So organizational development and ministry formation, I think that's probably the clearest distinction uh, to be made um, for people to actually really grasp what formation is. And it's, again, I'm going to talk a lot about what it's not and what it is, but it's not indoctrination. So we don't want people to think, oh, you've joined a Catholic health system. And for me, I, you know, before I joined CHA, I was with a Franciscan system. And I'll tell you, I went through Franciscan formation every year, and it was a truly remarkable experience, both personally and spiritually and professionally. Always look forward to that. And I never felt like they were trying to like, okay, this is St. Francis and Claire. And it was a lot of storytelling. It was a lot of enrichment. So kind of go a little deeper in that. As you talk about you're forming people, but we're forming them from the heart and from their spiritual sense. So how does that enrich people? Great question, Brian. Well, the first thing that I think is really important to talk about is that formation is not about proselytizing. Mm -hmm. It's not about um, any form of trying to convert people to something they're not. As a matter of fact, one of the most beautiful things about formation is how invitational it is. It really invites the person exactly where they are um, in, in their lives. And it focuses in on the enrichment side of it in terms of three things. One, it invites the person to really focus in on their values to focus in on their purpose in life and to focus in on what their spirituality looks like. And oftentimes this is a quite an awakening for people and that's the enrichment piece because they realize that they may have been neglecting when we talk about body, mind and spirit. The fact that, uh, that we say that so sometimes glibly, mm-hmm. right. whereas not realizing that our spiritual needs are as important as our physical needs. And that's often a bit of a, 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 a waking up call to, to a lot of people, which is why I think they get so much from formation. And you hear so often once they've gone through a formation program or a formation course that they want to bring it to their first team or they want to cascade it down through the organization. Yeah. And so how do you decide who gets invited? Well, that's really um, up to every organization and every system. Uh, system does it in a different manner. But what's happened over the course of the last, I'd say, 25 years or as long as I've been um, doing formation in in the States is um, you'll see that there's executive formation uh, trainings and those trainings are um, pretty much mandatory in Catholic healthcare. In other words, if you're an executive that comes from a different um, organization, maybe a for-profit or whatever um, organization in healthcare, it's considered mandatory that you go through uh, the executive formation program. That's how seriously we take um, initiating somebody into what this means, what the mission, vision and values of the sisters are. So that's that will be a formal invitation. And, and I, I think that's because we, we don't just have words on a paper. Exactly. It really is looking internally and looking at, again, the heritage of our, in many cases, founding sisters. Again, the charism of Christ healing, you know, all of that. And what it means to, to live be, it. Yeah, and how that distinguishes the care that we provide and how essential that is. So really, Ex- yeah. Exactly. And then then in terms of invitational, then the idea is that the person is is really given a mandate themselves to go out and um, bring what they've learned in terms of action learning or capstone, bring what they've learned to the, at least their first team. And also um, then what we've seen now more and more is the um, not only the executive formation, 24-month programs, 
insurance, but now we've got the one-year manager um, and above um, um, ministry formation programs, and we've also got more and more happening in frontline formation. So there's an awful lot happening. So it's in- kind of tiered, you know, depending on where you serve in an organization. Exactly. But the idea is that formation should touch everybody in the organization. And that's really uh, what CHA, uh, this is what this role is about in CHA, is making sure that formation touches as many people in the organization as possible, because that's the difference it makes them to those who we serve. And I'm going to bring Marianne in to, to talk a little bit about um, her experience with Providence. Marianne Sladage, again, she's, Sladage Lanch, excuse me, uh, she's Senior VP for Mission and Formation uh, at Providence. Marianne, how did you find yourself, how did you, t- tell us just a little bit about how you came into this role. Well, I'll say, as, as Dearman mentioned, um, it was an invitation, and, um, and probably more uh, to talk specifically about, um, really, I was called to it. I'll say that. And, uh, and what I might add to some of the things that Dearmid said is there is a so that to the whole formation conversation. So as we're talking about the individual connecting personal mission and values with organizational mission and values, there's a so that. And the so that is that um, the, the ministry, the, the healing mission of Jesus, so to speak, will continue certainly now and well into the future. And so I got into this work, oh gosh, 25 or so years ago, when it became very clear to us that those um, very courageous and I'll say compelling women who began this ministry were no longer uh, present within the hospitals and clinics and et cetera. And so there was a, a real sense of how will this work continue mm-hmm. in the same spirit that the sisters began it with people just like you and me? Yeah, and I think that's a really important point to make because you hear people, particularly people who've served for decades in Catholic healthcare, mm-hmm. they remember the times when a sister was the administrator, a sister that's was right. the head of pastoral care, right. was in the halls walking around, and that's just not the reality today. Correct. And so, for, so the whole concept of formation came about how do we bring these men and women who are carrying on the leadership of, of this organization, how do we bring them to a place of being able to use their gifts and talents and exquisite skill infused with a deeper sense of the inner spirit that, um, that guides their work? And then when we link arms together in community, how do we, how do we further the work of this particular ministry, Catholic Healthcare, and um, and do it in a way that touches people and reminds them that who they are and what they bring to this work is um, is incredibly important to the communities that we serve. So we believe there's something distinctive. So how do we help? I'll say specifically leaders, and then as Dermot said, everyone in the ministry understand. What's distinctive about the care we provide? Why is it distinctive? And where did this distinction come from? And I would imagine you have formed, if that's the right word, um, <laughs> hundreds, maybe not thousands of colleagues. Thousands. Yeah. yeah. What What do you, what's some of the feedback you get for people who go through formation? And again, it's an ongoing thing. It's not like you go to a day and a half session at a offsite retreat center and you're done. This is ongoing, correct? And, mm-hmm. and what what is some of the feedback you get from the participants? So it ranges from um, the sense of I have never 
in my whole career, been able to bring who I am and what I believe and what's important to me in concert with what I've been asked to do in terms of the role. And um, in doing so, not only am I more fulfilled, but the work I do has greater efficacy. So that's one piece. Mm. The second piece to that is, um, is especially the last two and a half years with all that we've been through, not just a pandemic, but everything that's been associated with that, um, a deep sense that formation has provided for them the ability to remain grounded and faithful to the mission in the midst of all of the chaos that's been going on around us. And, um, and we've been very intentional about making sure, as you said, Brian, that it's not a day and a half that you come to and you get this information and you go on, but formation lasts forever. We're continually being formed. And I don't, I don't form anybody. <laughs> All I do is provide the container whereby um, we, we give some, you know, some important information. We provide the space to do the kind of internal work. And, um, and formation happens, um, and again, as Dermot said, as we invite people into this conversation. And I think one of the things that is so powerful about the formation experience, again, I've been through it, um, is the storytelling. And mm -hmm. as a lover of history, uh, learning about our heritage and our respective organizations, uh, how would you describe for those who've never been through formation, is, is it a lot of storytelling? Is it a lot of sharing? What, just give me kind of a snapshot of the essence of what the curriculum or the, I, mean, I guess maybe curriculum is maybe the wrong word. I don't know. It's like, what, what, what do you, if you were somebody to say, hey, what, what should I expect, Marianne? I'm, I'm going tomorrow to a formation session. What's it all about? Yeah. Um, I, I usually start by saying, um, just be open and trust me. You know, and yeah. I, I say that facetiously a little bit because there is a sense of, and again, Dearman said this beautifully. It's important for us to pay attention to who we are and where we're going and how we want to act as individuals. And to appreciate, and, and if you look at that, that's mission, vision, and values. And we each have that individually. But especially for us in Catholic healthcare, we put a lot of emphasis on the mission mm -hmm. and the vision, where we're going, and how we want to act. And so that's how I would talk with someone is, um, is we, want, we want you to personally identify and engage yourself um, with this essence of who we are. And, and again, Dearman used the word heartbeat, the heartbeat of the organization. And there is a so that. It's not just for your own personal edification. Hopefully that'll come. But it's so that um, the work that, um, that we are about, the ministry that we are about, actually happens in the way we intend it. Yeah. And so when you talk about heritage and story and all of that, there's something very compelling about those women who began this work. Those sisters, the sisters, our, our religious communities and brothers and, uh, as well, there's something so compelling about that, that their stories inspire us and strengthen us. Um, and, and that's why it's important that we tell them. No, I agree. And I, th I think that really does connect. You said it earlier, Dermot, and I want to bring you back into the conversation. Um, and it, it occurred to me, and I'm going to try to articulate what you said, but maybe it's it's kind of reflecting on that. We talk a lot in Catholic healthcare about treating 
the not only the the, the body, the physical, mm. not only the sort of emotional, but the spiritual. So it's it's mind, body, spirit. And I think formation. It's you know we talk about using your head and your heart in your work, but it's also formation is about enriching that spiritual side. Yeah, very well said, Brian. I think um, one of the quotes from one of the mystical traditions is that God created people because God loves stories. And I think there's something beautiful about that. I think storytelling is of the essence to who we are. As a matter of fact, one of our spiritual needs is meaning-making having purpose. Um, it's it's actually foundational to who we are as a human being. And how do we meaning make but through story, but through words. So that's very much part of what we do. And that's exactly what you say. And we often use this image that we move from information, which is often very much uh, we're, in, in we're our... bombarded with. I mean, Exactly. Yeah. Literally bombarded with, right? So how do we move from the information and give ourselves reflective time so as to be able to move it from the head to the heart? And then, of course, as Mary Ann said, the takeaway is into the hands or the feet. So it really is information, formation, transformation. And that's the key, the transformational piece, both individually and organizationally. I think that's the grace and gift of formation, is that it does offer this transformational aspect to it. And, and we, we've seen it. I mean, the, the proof is there. Um, after 20 plus years, we now know that uh, the difference between an executive who's been through formation and one who hasn't is self-evident. It's actually um, being measured by one of our systems as we speak. And Marianne, I want to kind of give you one last comment uh, about the future of formation. Where do you see it going? I know, and I do want to make a kind of a side comment that you've been very involved in doing these uh, formation programs virtually. And I think that's the reality now that we're in is we're, we're spending a lot of time on, good or bad, on Zoom. Um, where do you see formation going in the future? Well, I'll say that uh, I never would have said this two and a half years ago, but the virtual world has been a tremendous gift for us Mm. because it's allowed us to continue the conversation, to remind people at uh, various steps along the way of the importance of uh, remaining steadfast and grounded and um, connected to the the inner strength that we have. But I, quite frankly, um, the best of formation must happen within community. Um, it is intensely personal, and much of what Dearmid said points to that, that personal work that has to happen. But, um, but we are never just me, myself, and I. We have to be in community. And so we're, we're going to have to move from uh, this completely virtual world that we've been to, it been in, to, um, to returning to the in-person conversations that, um, that bring us to a deeper place and allow us, quite frankly, to wrestle with some of the contradictions that we are faced with in, in this current world. So I'll say I, formation's not going away. It is the heartbeat of Catholic healthcare, as, as Dermot said in the very beginning. And without this um, continual reminder of who we are that formation gives us, um, Catholic healthcare can't continue in the way we need it to. This is, it is a vital part of who we are and keeping the identity and the tradition and the heritage alive into the future. Exactly. I think, um, Marianne, uh, it's beautifully articulated. This is an extraordinary ministry. And remember, the word ministry means to be of service, and it's spilling over with gold. Mm. It really is. The, uh, the, The meaning is begging for distribution. And what we experience, Brian, is that when people, like yourself, like you just articulated at the start, when people get an experience, 
experience of this, the first thing they want to do is give it away, mm-hmm. to give it to others. So I think, um, and there's a desperate need, there's a hunger for this at the moment in contemporary society. Uh, and this is what it means to continue the healing ministry of Jesus, to honour those who went before us, um, who so self- selflessly initiated us into this vocational work. And that's the beauty of being a formator. And it's a beauty of why we want to make sure there's enough formators as we continue to offer this uh, wonderful work into the future. And I'm going to say this with all seriousness. I'm not being glib. This conversation was somewhat of formation for me. So I really appreciate the two of you uh, taking some time out, talking about what formation is. I think that hopefully the people that are listening to this podcast that have either gone through formation or are interested or maybe invited to formation can have a little bit of a glimpse of what it's about. It's just barely scratched the surface, but I think you both really articulated what it's about. So Marianne Sladdage-Lance, again, the Senior VP of Mission and Formation for Providence St. Joseph's Health. Thanks for being with us. It's great that we could have in St. Louis. I know we had you uh, doing some other things as well rather than just recording a podcast, so we look forward to seeing you on some of our videos and other projects as well. Thanks, Brian. Great to be here. And Dermot, always good to see you. Thanks a million, Brian, for giving us the opportunity to talk about this today. Yeah, and thanks for being on this uh, sort of inaugural refresh of our podcast. And again, this has been an episode of Health Calls, the podcast of the Catholic Health Association of the United States. I'm your host, Brian Reardon. Our producer has been Josh Matica, and this has been engineered by Brian Hartman from Clayton Studios here in St. Louis, Missouri. You can find Health Calls wherever podcasts are available, and you can find it on our webpage at chausa.org under the podcast tab.